yourself, edit yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, we haven't, we haven't seen each other for about a week and a half, have we? Uh, about, uh, about 10 days, yeah, yeah. And in between that time, we have both seen a film, have we not? We have both seen a film, And yeah. what is that film? Uh, Once Upon a Time in America. Uh, no, it's not, in Hollywood. no, it's not. No, no, no. no. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. How many times have you said that? I, I, I keep saying Once Upon a Time because it's like, I just love that film. But, um... No, see, because I went and saw it and didn't put anything on there. No. Because I knew, because I thought we were just going to end up talking about it. Yeah. And I've got to have it. I think sometimes, you you know, explaining things in uh, some text is not the same as talking about it. No, no. I'm not really good at putting my mind into writing. Into writing. So I have what amazing things and I put down and I just come across, I'll I'll just leave it. That's why all your posts, like, have a full start but then that pause. (laughs) because I'm thinking all the while. So I just find, I'm just going to, everyone said, well, just leave it and talk about it. Yeah. When you're your best when you talk about things. Exactly. Well, we haven't seen each other, and normally, obviously, we'd be talking about this mm. the day after or something like that. Yeah. And I thought, well, what a, what an opportunity uh, for our listeners to actually hear what we are like. Yeah, yeah. And it's and like if no one's if I've this is spoiled. There's loads yeah, of spoilers. Yeah. I've, got, I've got to say, if you're a Tarantino fan, yeah. generally you've been and saw it. Unless you're ill, got yeah. time constraints in your life or whatever. Generally, you would have gone and saw it. I would have thought. Yeah. It's like a Star Wars fan after two weeks. You've how how many people it. in the cinema when you went? Four. I went every man dinner. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. of course, yeah. My, I had uh, four people. Yeah, yeah. Well, but I went at 10.30 in the morning on a Wednesday. Good so time to go. Good time to good go. Time. It's, the first, it's the first show. And I also sent a letter of complaint, letter, email complaint to Empire Cinemas. Right. Because they put the lights up just as the last scene ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The lights should stay down until the very end. Mark Canone's always all about that. Yeah. He said, that's the part of the presentation. He said, all you do is... Is them people have all worked on that I've film. They've worked hard on that film. Whether yeah. you want to look at it or not, yeah. but I give, do. I give like them that. their thing. Did you save the end credits? You know, I didn't. Ah, uh, so you didn't. Do you know what? Neither did I, annoyingly. And then no, I saw do you know what I didn't? Because... Because the uh, lights came up. Yeah, right. The lights come up at the every man, and everyone stood up yeah. in front of me, so I couldn't see anyway. <laughs> and that's when they were coming out. As everyone else started moving out there, because yeah, yeah, yeah. every man was a different crowd. Yeah. I'd say it's not more people. No. That's all I'll say. It's people oh, for a fucking night out and a drink. Are no, they uh, fun in the pub? Yeah. <laughs> I'm there for the film. Mm. You know what I mean? That's mm. all that matters. Anyway. But, so they all started shuffling down and then we had to walk and then go right back there and said, well, it's a waste of time anyway because you can't see it. Yeah, it was, just, it was just an advertisement for Red Apples. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll like, just get off. Yeah, yeah, so I, yeah YouTube. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm. Um, so, uh, now, did, first of all, did you like it? I did like it, yeah. Okay. Um, did you, what did you like about it? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, right. What's a look about it? The characterisation was amazing as usual. Yeah. Every one of them characters had a backstory. You know, interestingly, that Leo and Brad Pitt, he gave them a script that had a backstory of 10 years. Yeah. Now, that is insane, isn't it? That you've wrote that much character, even though it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> it, but it does to Tarantino. That's one of the things I loved about it. Set design, yeah. music, brilliant, cars, fucking superb, fake film things, put me two hours of that. Yes. That'd do me. <laughs> Italian action movies, yeah. I love them. I love that. Right? Like the ending a lot. Not so keen on the story. Right. Lack of. Mm. But uh, to me, it's mid-table Tarantino for me. Right. Okay. I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Because... I, I didn't I, I, I know exactly what you mean as well but with the with the thing about the, the characters um, especially the, the Cliff Booth Brad Pitt's character is actually an indestructible World War II veteran and a fauna green beret one of the me- deadliest men alive yeah. his speciality is knives of close quarter combat 
Um, and as we know, it's based on um, uh, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds and uh, singing, which makes sense with the bit with Bruce Lee that people are getting over yeah. the top about. Now, a load of people, like, because Bruce Lee's daughter... It's not racist. Like, it's not, no, no, I don't think it's racist. He should turn around and said that he was like that. Well, he was because... But there's loads of story about him being an arsehole. Yeah, it's he, a big myth he was a nice guy. It says here that Booth is also partially inspired by Gene LaBelle, a martial artist and stuntman. who was famous story, yeah. On the Green Hornet after complaining from other stuntmen that Bruce Lee was kicking the shit out of the stuntman. Yeah. They couldn't convince him yeah. to go easy on him he was also rather rude to uh, Burt Ward uh, during the scene with Batman yeah. when apparently ba- uh, Burt Robin was supposed to beat him up and uh, he refused to do it so walked off the set that says something about you in my mind and it's made up it's and it's made up what's the film called and the Green Hornet it's Green Hornet what's the film called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yeah. it's his version a bit like completely different well, there's two universes with Quentin Tarantino, right? There's the Tarantino, there's the, the version, the, the, his real life events, which could be Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, his crime stories, yeah, Jackie, Jackie Brown, and all that. And then you've got the alternate dimension, which of course is Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. Because he changes history in that by having, you know, the American and Django, shoot and, and Django and Chain. Yeah, definitely a bit like Hateful Eight. Again, it's his real world yeah, yeah. dealing with after the thing. No. Well, no, no, no. No, because say, I, I don't, get me wrong, because I loved it. Yeah. I weren't bored for three hours. I was never bored. No, and no. it is probably his sweetest story he's ever done about my friendship. I think but, so. Because it, it's, when it comes down to it, he was just happy being his friend. Mm. He was his gopher. Yeah. That's that bit like, like Mark Commode, if you're in his review about it. I know. I'm right? not, he I needs to read about his Twitter with people. To, because he's going, why put that bit on the roof? Because he's happy doing it. Yeah. I took the top off, I can jump up the wall. I'm happy doing it. I'm, well, I'm just also, happy. Also, I'm as happy. well, what is Tarantino famous for? Pulp. Yeah. Right? Now, he turned around and said that even the Carnage thing, that loads of, loads of women cheered. Right? I mean, Brad Pitt took I mean, Brad Pitt, right? Yeah. He's what, 50 odd now? 54? Fair dinkum to him, man. Not only does he look cool anyway, oh, and he does look cool. Oh, no, he does. He's getting cooler as he gets older. Yeah. He looks fit. Right? Now, why, why is it all this, this thing where it's like, oh, you can't. You know, you got a really round of applause for taking yeah. the top off. But women do it. It's What's so wrong with a bloke doing it for the women there and for, for anybody who, who admires a male physique? It, it, no, he's it's, it's, it's doing some work on the roof for his mate. This is what this is what people yeah. did then and he's still stunt, do. Yeah, he's a stunt man, right? But he's most happy being is being with him. Yeah. Because all the way through it, he knows it's like everything in this film. Mm. It's about things coming to an end. Yeah. The end of the 60s. We all know what's happening, what, what, where it's coming to, mm. right? And that's the same that he knows that soon they're going to be finished as, uh, as yeah. but the friends. So he's happy driving about. And that's, that's what a lot of things are in, like, in TV as well, the whole kind of TV stuff as well. I mean, it's, it's based on uh, Wanted Dead Alive, the Steve McQueen TV series from the, uh, from the 50s. But it's like when you're in a TV programme like MASH, for instance, yeah, yeah. you know, can you imagine being a TV series for 12 years, working together, getting to know people, loving each other, being on the same set, knowing yeah, the crew, knowing the yeah, cast, yeah, yeah. and then suddenly you know that's going to come to an end? You know, it's, it's one of the things. But I found, I don't know if you did, it was a little bit like watching Senna to a certain degree. Because, although I didn't know, I, I'd stayed away from reviews and yeah. I'd stayed away from yeah, spoilers yeah, yeah. and everything. So, in the back of my head when I was watching it, knowing that this, the centre core of this film is Sharon Tate. Right? Yeah, yeah. Beautifully played by yeah. Margot Robbie. You don't speak Absolutely. a lot. She acts a lot, though. She, it's called acting. It's called acting. But, she, oh, she don't do a lot of dialogue. People are obsessed with dialogue. Orson, Orson Welles in The Third Man. Yeah, yeah. 
He doesn't do anything it's good in good acting. Good acting. Good acting. Marlon Brando, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, it, it's acting. She she pulls off just fantastic. And yeah. you, and you, and you, and has he, there's a wonderful interview on um, the Directors Guild of America yeah. podcast I listened to today, knowing yeah. that he talked about this. I know that a load of people said, "Oh, it's just you know you haven't put a load of." No, it doesn't. You don't need lines. Yes, Tarantino is known for his dialogue. And this is the one thing that I wanted to bring up with you. This doesn't feel like a Tarantino film for me. Dialogue. And it's his weakest dialogue. Yeah, but that's not saying, though, that no. it's a bad film because why, why should he do the same kind of thing? But from all the other films where it's been, there's been a couple of lads, a couple of blokes, you know, that, uh, Pulp Fiction with, with, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. with Tavolta and Samuel Jackson. Yeah. You had it with Mr. White and Mr. Uh, you know, and all that kind of stuff. There's all that quite heavy dialogue. Yeah, yeah. yeah there isn't in this. But what is good about that, he replaces that dialogue with, with kind of like silent acting moves. Yeah. The looks each other give him. The bit in the bar where they're just sitting there. He's got a whiskey yeah, yeah. sour. And I think I think uh, uh, Cliff's got like a Bloody Mary with that yeah. celery in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that works. But, but yeah, yeah. I couldn't help but think halfway through. I was thinking, no, no, yeah. this doesn't feel like Tarantino. I'm not saying that's actually no, a good no, thing, no. I think, because right. you, know, you get a lot of directors who just do the same old, same old thing. Yeah, yeah. And I think, and Tarantino said this is probably the most personal of his scripts yeah, that he's yeah. done and I think that is the only thing and even the music yeah. I don't think the music was Tarantino either it, although it bloody well works yeah. again you know it wasn't bombastic no. and I think even the dialogue right you, usually they come out of his films even like his weaker ones like Inglourious Bastards and Death Proof his weaker films that's still brilliant mm-hmm. but there's loads of dialogue in it if I can quote that line now when I come out Emma's, we were talking to me and my wife, we talk about on the way back on the on the train. And we were talking about saying, usually I could give you loads of quotes. Yeah. And I can't read that, apart from one of my favourite lines in it, where he goes, Don't cry, put your glass on, don't let the Mexicans don't see let the Mexican cry. Sequel. It's yeah, an yeah, amazing yeah, yeah, line yeah. now. Yeah. I thought, yeah, that's a Tarantino line. Yeah. But he thought, no, he's gonna allow the characters to dominate mm. the thing. And that's what it is, it's all about them. And people, oh, it's not enough about Sharon Tate and Mark Char- you know, Charlie Manson it. It's not about them. No, no, They're not in the periphery. And also, They're in the same world as them. Also as well, mm. as he turned around and said, I mean, what was wonderful as well is of course Sharon Tate is in the film. You know, yeah, when, yeah. When, when, when she's watching Kicking the Ball. I love that bit when she's in the cinema. Yeah, and she's, and she's, and she's watching Sharon Tate. Ma- and yeah, and she's making people happy. Yeah, and yeah. she's happy. And as he turned around and said, what is wonderful in that is that when she does the platform with Sharon Tate, you see Sharon Tate do the platform in that film, and Dean Martin's there, people laugh at her doing that. So she's getting recognised because there was more to Sharon Tate than her being murdered by that those nutters when she was nine months pregnant. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is the most one of the most horrific things yeah. in Hollywood history, there's no question about it. But there's more to her. And what I love about this film is you see more of what Sharon yeah, is yeah, yeah, and yeah. what could have been. Now, okay, at the ending is you know, whatever you're still yeah. left with because like is it a final destination thing where it's on the car, somewhere else she's gonna die. You know, yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I like about that is the fact that because I didn't know that was coming. No, I, I love that. I love that ending. Yeah, yeah. I love that because I came out thinking, man, this is Tarantino's alternate universe where this beautiful actress, you know, uh, is going to yeah, carry yeah. on, and maybe Roman Polanski wouldn't be such a fucking perv. Oh, well, oh yeah, you know, but, yeah. Remember, <laughs> he was shagging a girl at a fucking funeral. Yeah, this is the fucking thing. You know what I mean? And I love that bit because. It was all that set up than that 12 Fist of McClellan, that bit. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fucking flying thrower. And yeah. I thought, only can he can do that. Yeah, and yeah. it makes sense. Also, He's got like, the flying thrower. There's a lot of inaccuracies in this film. There's a lot of... Now, I don't know, because Tantino has in the past deliberately put some kind of like continuity. Yeah, yeah, he does it, yeah. There's a shitload in this film. Most notably when... You, when um, uh, 
Vic Dalton is talking to the Al Pacino character where he's got a cocktail then he's got water yeah. and he's got wine yep. and you kind of think of is that. it a joke that he's doing you down I think it not? is because it's meant to be the whole thing about TV and film yeah 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 Al Pacino's character clearly Scarface yeah yeah clearly Scarface because I'm loving all that I mean it's clear I mean you look at it it's yeah, fucking yeah. Al Pacino Emma was saying to me she said she was watching me watching that film said all I had was a massive grin on me as we talk about wrong, we do another podcast later on yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I had a big grin on my face all the way through and I did not not enjoy it for 2 hours and 50 minutes mm. all I'd say is I think I'd like his next film to be a more taut little film again I maybe, think, that's, maybe that's where Star Trek's going to come in, maybe. I, I, yeah, I think he just, yeah, he's done that now. I mm. think he's done as much as he can do. But I'd like, you know, people think, don't think of how great Jackie Brown and Reservoir Dogs was. There were little tiny films. Yeah. And I, I want him to go back to making a good story. I think Jackie I think Jackie Brown is often forgot, I think, because I think Pulp Fiction dominated over Reservoir. Reservoir would always be in our hearts. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because one, it was QT's first film. Yeah, yeah. First directed film, I should say. Um, and I think I, I was a bit about Jackie Brown when it first came out because it wasn't like Paul but now I've watched it oh, again I realise actually one how fucking good Robert De Niro is in that film yeah. again he don't say a lot in that film no, no, do you no, know what no. I mean he he's does probably, not say a lot he's film. probably I always think Jackie Brown he's probably he's technically his best film yeah, yeah. if you want a film with a middle and ending mm. you know and all that stuff and the music works just right all the characters are serious they're not all well, handing it up, even Samuel L. Jackson's in it. it he's a bit because he always has that kind of character, mm. but not so much as he is. But also, as well, people forget, you know, everyone goes on about, you know, oh, you know, we need more f- strong female leads. What? What? Pandria? Do you know what I mean? I mean, she yeah. was what, yeah. what, just an awesome actress and she was so good in that film. And this is what I think we, we've, with this film as well, we, we've, with Margot Robbie as Sharon Tate, you know, you forget she was in Neighbours. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? yeah, yeah. This is a Neighbours girl. But I tell you, there was a couple of people who stood out for me. I thought Damien Lewis made a fucking yeah, yeah. awesome Steve McQueen. Oh, that was Ollie, just the same. You can see Tarantino knows yeah. exactly what he's doing. Well, he remembered that when he when he was first in Band of Brothers, the first review came out and said, this Damien Lewis yeah, looks yeah. like a young Steve McQueen. Yeah, yeah he's, got the, he's got what is classic. He's got the 68 Steve McQueen starting to get curly hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he had the whole look, the whole yeah, smile. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was amazing. Luke Perry, bless his soul. Yeah, yeah. You know, I can't believe that. He's, he's yeah, passed yeah, yeah. away. Um but Nicholas Hammond, oh, Nicholas right. Hammond as uh, Sam Wanamaker, yeah. the actor director who makes the pilot, the director, the one yeah, who tells yeah. him to be romantic, you know, yeah, Hamlet. Yeah. That's gonna, you know, and like quick QT to I said, if you're a '70s kid, Nicholas Hammond. Some people remember him from like the Sound of Music as well yeah. as Von Chapman. Yeah. We don't. We know Nicholas Hammond as the original Spider-Man. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And to see him there on screen, it's like QT does that. Oh, he yeah. brings actors yeah, that yeah. are so important to us in the seventies and eighties, yeah, yeah. and brings them back into the into the limelight. And that I love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a four-hour, twenty-minute version of this film, oh, yeah. which apparently, whether this is true or not, I'm not too sure, is going to be coming out on Netflix, right? Because Have you heard they're doing it with Hateful Eight as well? Have you heard of this? Uh, they'll also do it with Kill Bill called The Whole Glory Story or something. How amazing is that? I to know. see these four versions in... T- Brilliant. I've got, I've got the whole list of people that was in this, but I'm not going to go through that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's bloody ridiculous. Mm. Also, uh, how nice it is to see... This is a bit of a, 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 a Sam... Um, uh, Evil Dead director, help me. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, nod. Uh, the car, of course, is the same car that's in every Quentin Tarantino film. The Cadillac, which is Michael Madsen's own car, yeah, no, yeah. right? But that car is in more than Michael Madsen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's good he still brings Michael Madsen back. Yeah, and also, it's the first film he doesn't die. It's the first film he doesn't die. But Michael Madsen, 
How amazing does he look? He doesn't look any different than Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I think he's a person who should look back at his career and say what he could have done with his career. Instead of fucking doing Big Brother, and I think he had a lot of Did he do Big Brother? Yeah, he did Big Brother. Yeah, he did Big Brother. But... Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I just think when you when you when you Tarantino, it's like Scorsese. You've got a, such a high bar to keep doing. Yeah, I don't think it's his most mainstream film. I, I definitely think, I, I think so. But awesome as well. I like the way that Q two like did did episodes of um, uh, was it NCIS? Or yeah, yeah, he did that one in the coffee, didn't yeah, he? Which was yeah. amazing. I love the fact he did that, and that's a bit like Kevin Smith as well. He will do his films, yeah. and he will also go and yeah, do yeah. and do TV. But I think. For us, Quentin Tantino is, is our director. He is. He's our yeah, director. Yeah, yeah. Like people in the fifties had Hitchcock. People in the sixties and early seventies had Scorsese, yeah. uh, and, and then had Coppola. Yeah, you yeah. Know, uh, we yeah. had Spielberg, and Spielberg when we were growing up. But when we started to yeah. get into the world of acknowledging films and understanding films, yeah, yeah. and he's our, films, he's our director. QT is our man yeah, because we've been brought up with film and music. Yeah, yeah, well. like him. Like him. No, exactly. well, I always love about Tarantino. We must have talked this many times. He doesn't denigrate TV. No. A lot of people in in cinema, especially in Britain, with all the thespians who do, look down on TV. He's like, well, no, TV no. is amazing. Got a little fact for you. Go on in. Uh, Quentin Tarantino. One of Quentin Tarantino's first jobs was as a usher in a porn cinema. That porn cinema is called the Pussycat Cinema. Yeah, yeah. Which is in the film. Right, oh. he makes it. He builds it in that oh, film. Right. right. But one of the groupies. One of Charles Manson's things, he's called Pussycat. Oh, Pussycat yeah, yeah. Who's, who's a hot girl who, uh, yeah, yeah, who like, yeah. picks up. Wow. Who's also Andy McDowell's daughter in real oh, life. Oh, right. <laughs> but I said that scene when he turns up looking for Bruce Dern, mm. that is the best scene in the film. It's That's like a, a West, film. It's like a, it is amazing. The yeah. way you don't give a shit. Yeah. The way they're trying to scare him and he ain't scared. No, no. I love that way he beats that bloke up. Yeah. Now fix that. Fix the fire. <laughs> I love that. And he goes, yeah. uh, he goes, you're going to give me a rag to wash yeah, yeah. my face. But uh, yeah, and all that. And he don't even know who he is really. Mm. But I just love that scene because he cares about people. This is the thing with him. Yeah. He yeah. looks after people, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, I love that whole thing. And also as well, you don't know if he killed his wife. No. Yeah. But is that, do you think that's a little bit of a thing about Robert Wagner and um, yeah. Christopher Walken? That is Walker? the only, another witness, could you point out, I forgot about that, mm. that bit sort of, it's not resolved, and I've, maybe in that longer version there's more to that scene. But is that because of the fact that no one a, knows if he killed his wife? It's a brief scene yeah. that doesn't really explain much about his people stopping his wife, and that's all that's explained, mm. and then you don't know. And he's pointing at a... a but the thing is, he's pointing that gun at her, which is yeah. a spear gun, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But there's no spear in it. No. So, but maybe in that longer version, if you get to see it, you'll see... Do you need to know? That's the thing, though. Because well, that's why everyone, everyone, it's like that wonderful scene with Kurt Russell and Kurt Russell's wife in it. Yeah, like, yeah. And he has that fight with, Jack, with uh, Bruce, I was going to say Jackie Chan, with Bruce Lee. I love, that. I love I love that fight, the way that he throws me doing as well. Looking at that car and he goes, that's my fucking car! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah. the way Kurt Russell, again, who's only in it briefly, yeah, yeah, goes like, God damn it, you get yeah. off the line. Yeah, yeah, that, that, but yeah. I, I think he's cracking. I've got a couple of little uh, facts for you before we finish right. his mini waffle. Um, uh, Margot Robbie, who portrays Sharon Tate, wears some of Sharon Tate's real jewellery. Uh, Sharon Tate's sister, Deborah, gave Robbie uh, the jewellery to wear. Uh, the producers had some initial difficulties convincing Hollywood Boulevard vendors to allow their premises to be fitted with period facades yeah. to better reflect the 1960s. But after the production wrapped, that section of the shoot, most of the same people asked if they could leave them in place as they now preferred the period look. But it shows you, doesn't it, where they can close down fucking Hollywood Boulevard. <sighs> God, so, yeah. what? 
<laughs> well, you know, she, you know when she turns around and says, uh, what's all that queue up there? We know she goes into the Mexican meal. And goes, I'll have a premiere at the porno film. That's Tarantino's actual cinema. It's That's cinema his that Beverly. It's no Beverly. Yeah. Oh, guys, my dream to go there. Yeah, plays four, three films a day. It looks so. amazing. Oh, no Beverly, yeah. Uh, this is Luke Perry's last film. Perry unfortunately suffered a massive stroke in late February 2019 and passed away on March the 4th. Uh, Scott Lancer is a homage to Wayne Maunder. And his role in Lancer and Maunder died on November 2018, 10 days after filming rap for this movie. All right. Uh, here's an interesting thing. Uh, in this movie, they show James Stacey leaving the set of Lancer on his motorcycle. On the t- September the 27th, 1973, Stacey was taking, taking his girlfriend, Claire Cox, for a ride on his motorcycle in the Hollywood Hills when a drunk driver struck them. She died and Stacey lost his left arm and leg. Bloody hell. And interestingly, a fact about Lancer, he bought the rights to Lancer just so he could use that 20-minute bit. Yeah, I know. Even though, I think, yet again, I think that's a bit too long. It is a bit I too long. I find the Lancer yeah. a, bit, a bit too... I love the little girl. <coughs> mm. That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Because he's reading that story about it, and only he can put stuff where he's going, yeah, they call him Breeze, Easy Breeze. It's like, Easy Breeze, it's, yeah. it's, and, and I thought the way, he's talking sort of about himself mm. and his friendies. I mean, but when I, he's reading that book, and that's why he's and getting that's upset. What he's and I like that bit as well, where she turned around and goes, that's the greatest bit of acting I've yeah, ever seen. But I just think the actual scene's a bit too long. Yeah. There's no need for 20-minute Lancer, but... The bit in the, the, bit in the um, trailer... When he loses his temper and he's kicking it, that was improvised. Now you know that Tarantino does not allow to improvise. No, no, he doesn't. He improvised that, right? But you know that is to me Jack Nicholson in Going South. Oh, good point. Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good he looks good. just like him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. that whole you look at it the way he's going. What are you doing? And it's like it's Nicholson. He's yeah, doing Nicholson. Nineteen seventy. He's really angry with himself. He's doing nineteen seventy Jack Nicholson. And I'm thinking, you know, there you go. But um, I've, I've I've put the soundtrack down for my uh, uh, list. We're gonna we're gonna end this mini waffle with, of course, uh, Neil Diamond. You get Neil Diamond on there, <laughs> and also I think that's one of the coolest scenes in the film. And you know the funny thing is, I drive out of that cinema, with my arm laying down like that in the mode of Brad Pitt driving over. Oh, I was thinking, yeah. and that what a brilliant track to put on was yeah, 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 Neil yeah. Diamond. So we're gonna finish with that. Uh, anyway, thanks for indulging us for this mini waffle, yeah. and uh, hopefully you'll get to hear the main waffle somewhere along the line. Bye. August night and the leaves hanging down and the grass on the ground smelling sweet. Move up the road to the outside of town and the sound of that good gospel.
yourself two good hands. And when your brother is troubled, you gotta reach out your one hand for him. Cause that's what it's there for. And when your heart is troubled, you gotta reach out your other hand. Reach it out to the man up there. Cause that's what he's there for. Take my hand in yours. Walk with me this day.